And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Tonight is Super Tuesday. March 3rd. How was that shot? Did you just take a shot? Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) That woo had nothing to do with Super Tuesday. I've been drinking uh, Four Roses whiskey while podcasting the past, like, month or so. And I just took a sip of Evan Williams, and it was a completely different... Oh, yeah. That was a different situation. Yes, those are very different. The smoothness is not quite there in the evidence. <laughs> I just I, I just wasn't thinking about it, and I came as a shock. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, ostensibly this is a baseball podcast coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, drinking Evan Williams as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hi, Joel. This is Sam. I'm coming at you uh, live as usual from Brooklyn, New York. I wanted to make my hot take somewhat political today since it is a huge election day. And my hot take is that Rob Manfred is James Comeying Major League Baseball right now uh, uh-huh. with this cheating scandal situation. I don't know if you remember in the elections in 2016, but it seemed like every single time uh, the news maybe had run its course on the Hillary Clinton email scandal investigation, James Comey would be like, oh, but wait, we have all of these other emails that we're now have to look into. And it like just became a thing. You remember right. that? Yes. Um, and it was it just it seemed like he was like stringing it out to keep himself in the news uh, and kind of keep this thing going. And that's absolutely what Rob Manfred, uh, sober alter ego of Bob Manfred, (laughs) is doing right now. Uh, He said that he would have the findings of the Red Sox investigation into the 2018 season out before spring training started. And we're like three weeks into spring training and I think it's just because people are still so hyped up about this Astros cheating scandal. Uh, and like the second we maybe start to forget about that, he's going to come out with whatever he's got about the Red Sox, which, like the Hillary Clinton email situation, will probably be nothing. But drag it out. Drag it out. Just to yeah. keep his ugly ass face in the news as long right. as you can. My question. it. Yeah. My question to you about that, Sam, is where the hell is Alex Cora doing all of this? Oh, he's probably in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. He's like... With a fake mustache on? Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. it's real. Real mustache. He's around the mustache. He's like selling pina coladas on the beach. Oh, yeah. He's got like a bar. (laughs) It's called Alex Cora's. Yeah, he's not very creative. Bar. He's, not, he's not very creative with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's called, it's called Alan Cora's. Ah. It's just, Hello. It's just him I, with a mustache. 
No, no, no. You must have gotten it wrong. My name is Alan. Alan Cora. Alan Cora. He's like still in his Red Sox uniform. <laughs> Full baseball uniform, just with a mustache. <laughs> totally. All right, we'll get down there sometime. We should go to Puerto Rico next year. Yeah. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take for tonight, got to get a little basketball in here because there's not much else going on. Congratulations to the Evansville Purple Aces after defeating number one Kentucky at college basketball on November 12th. Evansville just completed an 0-19 in-conference schedule, becoming the first ever team to accomplish both of those accomplishments of going of defeating the number one team in the country and then going winless in their conference play. So, congrats. so what happened? It was a massive upset over Kentucky. And right, how won- did that happen? The upset? I yeah. don't they won- those things aren't supposed to happen. They won 67. Well, that's kind of what college basketball is all about. They beat Kentucky 67 to 64 right. on September 12th. And then went on to lose. They every they won a couple other out-of-conference games. But they lost every single conference game. By a lot, also. Right. They lost to Loyola, Illinois, 78 to 44. They lost to Indiana State, 65-42. to 42. I wonder if it's like one of those James Harden and strip club situations. Like, Evansville is, like, not number one in anything except for, like, beer pong tournaments sure. with opposing basketball teams or something, you know? Yeah. And they nope. just got the Jayhawks fucking shit-faced. Is that, did I get that right? Is that the no, right? no, Wildcats. Jayhawks is Kansas. What did you say? You said Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. The the Razorbacks. That's Arkansas. God damn it. You're just saying words now. (laughs) (laughs) I know college. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Sam good at college. Good college, Sam. Evansville has is also in the same uh, conference, which is the Missouri Valley Conference, as Illinois State. So, uh, shout out to the Illinois State Redbirds, who have defeated Evansville twice. Cool. Cool. Anyway, history has been made. That's all I wanted to say. Right. Um... Also, history will be made if you listen to our old podcast. Check them out. We've been talking a lot about the ongoing Houston Astros cheating scandal. Talk a little bit about David Ortiz. Uh, Go back two weeks. Check out our podcast with special guests Thomas and Al. I was listening to that earlier this evening. Highly recommend it. Sounded okay. Uh, I had my earbuds in. I would say put in your earbuds for it. Right. Or, like, get a really good surround sound system. Right. One of those Dolby things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One of those things that, like, tracks your every movement. Hook it up to your home entertainment system with your huge 
big screen TV. Right. To listen to a podcast. Right. And then like watch porn while you're listening to us. <laughs> you, heard, you heard it here first. But... Yeah. You really want to Pavlov's dog yourself to like become aroused by the sound of our voices. <laughs> you <laughs> uh, so, okay we're off to a good start make sure you check us out on all of your social media platforms apple itunes soundcloud spotify follow us on twitter and facebook thank you very much to everybody who listened to us last week mountain view california brooklyn new york hodgenville kentucky buffalo new york north bergen new jersey ashland kentucky what? Ironically, we have a lot of Kentucky listeners. Chicago, Illinois, Hollywood, Florida. Go fighting Razorbacks. Sure, why not? Had, yeah, great. Go Cardinals. I don't care. Okay. All right. On to the headlines. You ready for this, Sam? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Headline number one. Coronavirus is spreading and is impacting professional sports. It's all anyone is talking about anyway, so why not us? The spread of the deadly and terrifying coronavirus beyond the borders of China has professional sports leagues creating contingency plans to manage safety for players and fans alike. In Major League Baseball, international players from Asia and Europe are facing mandatory quarantine before joining their teams for spring training and leagues whose seasons are already underway. Some leagues are seriously discussing canceling games or playing in empty stadiums. We saw that in Korea this week, should the virus become widespread. In addition, international ice hockey tournaments have already been canceled, and there is even talk of postponing events that will lead up to the Olympics, such as qualifying events, etc. So, Sam, question. How disruptive do you think this coronavirus thing is going to get? Well, here's the great thing about coronavirus, right? It's like... The great thing about coronavirus. Yeah. Go for it. Everyone's agreed that it's going to be everywhere, right? It's here now. It's in New York. Um, it's in the United... A couple people have died in the United States. There's 10,000 cases outside of China. Um, but it's funny because, like, or maybe not funny. Funny is not the right word. Funny, but weird, just, not funny, haha. Right. Funny, weird, not funny, haha. Right. That uh, there's very still minimal information like factual right. scientific information out there. So everyone's just kind of speculating wildly. And, yeah. you know, things like entities like the CDC, whose job is to, like, keep people safe, um, are, you know, going to uh, be as cautious as they possibly can uh, because that's what they're supposed to do. But there's really no telling... Like, we're, everyone's just speculating. Everyone's just kind of flopping around wildly right now, right. which is and, which is pretty interesting. And so you have this entire culture of fear and unknowing going on right now. Right. Well, and also a 24-hour news cycle that just needs content. 
yeah. more than the actual facts. So anyway, <laughs> if you're asking me how disruptive do I think this thing will get, professional sports will be canceled for the entire year of 2020. That's that's, that's how disruptive. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the beginning of the end. Right. Exactly. Uh, you were you were telling me before we started recording how this is affecting certain spring training teams. Right. Tell me that story again. So a team, was it an international team that come to to Florida for an exhibition game? I don't know what they were doing there. It was a Korean team who came to Fort Myers for spring training for a week or whatever. Let me see if I can find the article again. Because I'm going to Fort Myers for a week or so. That's, so what it, that's where it was, Fort Myers. Should I be concerned about being quarantined once I get to Fort Myers? Well, I mean, their problem was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Fort Myers, but their problem was in Korea. They couldn't go uh, back to Korea. Okay. So now they just live in Florida and have to play. It's like the reverse of Field of Dreams, where they're stuck in central Florida having to play baseball every day. It's like Iowa's heaven. But Florida is hell. Right. Baseball. Kind of like in real life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. Sam's looking up this story. Uh, I mean, the other thing, we've talked about this in the past, is how is this going to affect the NBA, which depends so much on the Chinese market. Now, I know the NBA is in the middle of its regular season, which goes on forever, as we've mentioned on this podcast before, but this may affect, you know, their business interests, which have already taken a hit with the whole ongoing Hong Kong political crisis. Right. Well, it's interesting also because it's like, you know, this sort of thing is, it's, <coughs> it's always, oh, this article is in Korean. God damn it. Oh, and you so can't. Are you read Korean? No, can you? No bunch of squiggles <laughs> um you know it this sort of this sort of thing it, uh it like keeps going like it keeps expanding because it's you know you you mentioned the the ice hockey tournaments in europe right like that is the main those are the main scouting pools for international hockey players like in the world as everyone comes to these hockey tournaments and that's where the nhl scouts are to scout international talent and like those aren't even just aren't even happening this year so yeah. it's like an entire year that these like young european players are not going to be scouted by the nhl which like then could have impact to the league you know five years from now or whatever well, and I was just looking this up. Uh, the Summer Olympics this year is supposed to be in Tokyo. Twelve people have died in Japan from coronavirus. Um, and so Japan's Olympic minister, Saiko Hashitomo, said Tuesday that contract only requires the Games be held at some point during 2020 and the July date is not set. Games are supposed to start on July 24th. Uh, Hashitomo says the IOC has the right to cancel the games only if they are not held during 2020. She said, sorry, this can be interpreted to mean the games can be postponed as long as they are held during the calendar year. So according to Tokyo, they can hold the Summer Olympics until December 31st. Huh. 
That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Psycho is her first name? No. Six Americans have, Oop. Six Americans have died. Uh, yeah, Psycho. S-E-I-K-O. Huh. How jealous do you think Donald Trump is? <laughs> I don't know. She's a woman, so probably yeah. not that jealous. I have no idea. Obviously, we have no idea what's going to happen. But this will has already affected sporting events and could really affect sporting events going forward, especially any involving international travel. Right. Yeah, I think that probably any international, like, outreach or competition will probably be canceled. Yeah. And that's already pretty major. Yeah. As far as, like, will LeBron James be playing in an empty Staples Center? I don't know. Japan's National Baseball League began its preseason schedule in front of empty seats. I think the same is true for the Koreans. I mean, uh, it's the coronavirus has already done, like, just completely scuttled the Chinese, like, movie theater industry. Mm. Nobody goes to the movies. And, like, Hollywood is bracing for the same sort of impact in the United States. Crazy. Um, And, you know, minor league baseball could take a real hit here. Like, what's Bernie Sanders got to say about this coronavirus? Yeah, Yeah. he should be upset about this. He probably is. I wonder, though, I mean... I mean, I don't actually wonder, but it would be interesting because a minor league baseball game is not 20,000 people going to a stadium together. It's 500 people going to a bunch of bleachers together. Right. Not quite the same thing. You know, what we're thinking about is, like, if this was NFL season, that would be crazy when you get tens of thousands of people in a very contained spot at the same time. Right. All right. Well, that was scary and not very funny. Let's move on. Right. Funny. Just not ha-ha funny. Right. Funny weird. Right. Funny coronavirus. Yeah, let's get something funny ha-ha. Okay. Moving on. Funny ha-ha. Let me get back to it. Ah! (laughs) Ha-ha! This is a... This is a topic just for Joel. Well, not just for Joel. This is for everyone. Uh, Yankees players are dropping like flies. (laughs) And some good news this week. The Yankees are having health issues. Trash pitcher Luis Severino will undergo Tommy John surgery and miss the entire 2020 season. And neither Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton... uh, will be in the opening day lineup due to nagging health issues that have kept them out of spring training action thus far. On a side note, Giancarlo Stanton said in response to the Astros cheating scandal, quote, if I knew what pitch was coming, I'd hit 80 home runs in a season. At the rate he's going, he should probably be more concerned with just hitting 80 games in this uh-huh. season. Uh, both Judge and Stanton missed significant time last season with injuries. Question, do you think John Carlos Stanton could hit 80 home runs in the season? No. If he knew what pitches were coming. 
Oh, yeah, maybe if he knew what pitches were coming. But, you know, Mike Trout and Anthony Rizzo, even though I'm not an Anthony Rizzo fan, they've basically told that same joke just way funnier, right? Right. And because they're better at baseball than Giancarlo Stanton. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton couldn't even, you know, get 80 total bases because his legs would give out before he could round the base. Right. Bases. His like arms would fall off of him like a yeah like a he man that's torn apart by an angry toddler you know yeah exactly yeah I, that happened one time uh, no this is just giving me so much great Schadenfreude because so many people were talking the Yankees up coming into this season and they kept getting the A plus grades for their off season deals. When the only thing that they actually did over the offseason is sign Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole is good at baseball. I'm, right. You know, yeah. And get rid of their only likable player in D.D. Gregorius. Exactly. And Greg Bird, I guess. I don't know. He's not really likable. Nobody likes him. No. Uh, but also... He's seven, like Mike Trout's less talented cousin. Greg, Greg, Greg Bird. Bird. Mike Trout. John Salmon. Yeah, exactly. They're all related. They're all related. Bill Bear. Uh, uh, the other thing that we didn't mention is that uh, James Paxton is also hurt. So, oh, is he? Yeah. And man, CeCe Sabathia is retired. So now suddenly your formidable Yankees rotation is looking like they better hope that Garrett Cole gives them 300-plus innings. Right. He pitches just every single day. That's what they're going to need. I mean, he's got to pitch five innings every single game. Yeah. That's what they're going to need out of him. Yeah. Right around 800 innings this season. Right. Just until his arm literally falls off. Right. They're like, we paid $326 million to this arm. We're going to get our money's worth. <laughs> and the other thing is DJ LeMahieu. They better fucking hope that DJ LeMahieu gives in another MVP quality season from out of fucking nowhere. No, DJ LeMahieu's been good for a long time. Not as good. He he went from a he went from like I looked this up. He went from like plus one oh six OPS plus one oh six OPS plus to like one thirty six OPS plus. I don't know he what that means. Char- he was off the charts last year. Right. Would like he's a good player. For by his like bump in power numbers because he plays in Yankee Stadium. He played in Coors Field beforehand. Right, but I feel like Yankee Stadium is the one where everyone's hitting the home runs. No, come on. Coors Field. There's no atmosphere. I think that Yankee Stadium... You literally have to wear an astronaut's helmet at Coors Field. Right, but I think that Yankee Stadium has the record for most home runs hit, like, ever. Yeah. In a season. Mm. Last season. Yeah, Google that, just because it's so small. I don't know what's up with it. Anyway, my only point is that I've got a lot of schadenfreude. This is really going to make the Yankees' postseason odds take a hit. They should probably be the favorite still in the AL East, but, you know, 
Nobody knows what's going down there in Tampa Bay if all the Tampa Bay Rays get affected with coronavirus and become the Tampa Bay Ray mutants and get mutant powers from the virus that turns them into, you know, Superman. They could win the AL East also. Right. Red Sox are going to win the AL East. Oh, right. You heard it here first. <laughs> right, right. I should have known. Red Sox. <laughs> How many home runs were hit in the Yankee Stadium last year? I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding that statistic. Do, do, do. I just think, I, you know, the Yankees are once again being overrated. I don't think they're going to, they're, they're in for a long and disappointing season. That's where I'm at right now. And I will laugh all the way to the hospital when I get coronavirus. Right. Right as soon as you uncover the coronavirus, Jupiter, Florida. Right. Connection. Oh, I'm I'm going to be like outside the hospital being like, this wasn't an accident. (laughs) Yeah. And no one's going to believe me because they're going to have discredited me somehow. Right. They're like, this guy was just released from a psychiatric facility. Oh, you should stop telling people that you were recently released from a psychiatric facility. Or maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, Punk Factors 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to bear with us for a minute because now we have to work this shit up. Uh. All right. Coors Field had... Well, but, oh, okay. So if the average is one in 2019, Coors Field had the most runs at 1.394, with the Yankee Stadium 29th at 0.816. In terms of home runs, Rogers Center was first at one in 2019. Yeah. Okay. At 1.317, Coors Field was third at 1.266. How many in a year, though? Well, one is average. That's the problem right now. With the Yankee Stadium 25th at 0.865. I I think you're totally wrong here. Most home runs at each stadium. Sorry, guys. This is great radio right now, but we have to to figure this out. Uh, Well, it's a lot. Yeah, no, I think Coors Field has so many more home runs than the stadium. I think you're wrong, dude. Yeah. Just saying, in 2012, there were 231 home runs hit in Yankee Stadium. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's the record. In 2012? Yeah. 
Uh, see, they're not telling me just how many. They're giving me these weird averages of how many home runs were hit, not not the number of home runs that were hit, and it's really frustrating. Uh, oh, but they're giving me the dimensions. That's kind of cool. All right, let's get back to tap. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read this to you, and you keep looking up these stats, but listen yeah. to what you say. All right, last headline for the A block. Which has kind of been disjointed, but that's okay. In his ongoing quest to fucking ruin, ruin baseball, enemy of the show, Rob Manfred, has attempted to force many new rule changes on Major League Baseball. This year, one of those rule changes will become official, the three batter minimum. Relief pitchers in games will now have to face at least three <coughs> opposing batters, or get to the end of an inning, or get injured, before they can be taken out. In theory, this will help fix baseball's pace of play issue, especially late in ball games. However, it may also royally fuck with some teams and managers' in-game strategies. So, question is, is this the beginning of the end of managers having a say in how the game is played? Absolutely. Yes. First of all, it's going to take away the lefty specialist pitcher. So, like, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy who comes in just to get out the lefty power hitter, you know, uh-huh. the guy who's got a batting average against of like, you know, 89 V lefties and 387 versus righties. Like that guy's not going to have a job anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's going to take a lot of the decision making out of the hands of the managers um, because it's going to essentially make matchups not necessarily completely moot, but like more moot um, because a manager will just be able to bring in a pinch hitter and the other manager won't be able to change his pitcher accordingly. So right. um, it's, yeah, we're and like, you know, a lot of the statistics, uh, the saber metrics have taken a lot of power out of the managers. Like, I wouldn't say this is the beginning of the end. I would say this is the middle of the end of managers being able to make their own decision. Right. Like, and what there's they- a lot of, like, MIT grads, like, in the bowels of baseball stadiums who are making those managerial decisions, like, in real time. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're talking, like, we're constantly worried about robo-umpires, but, you know, robo-managers well, managers. Are, are the real, like are also in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rob Manfred is like trying to take away the soul of baseball. Um, and he's using this whole Astros cheating scandal as like a smokescreen. He's a real Trumpian sort of despotic character, I feel like, where he's like, you know, fanning the flames of anti-cheating bigotry to like, mask the fact that he's like scuttling the game of any of its like personality for his own benefit right 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 that's an interesting theory i think you're onto something there right it's like the problem with baseball is there are too many damn mexicans coming over here to like play in our leagues (laughs) like where are the american ball players you know (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, we, we can only wait for that. All right, let, let me play a little bit of devil's advocate, though. Okay. Doesn't it suck when you're watching a baseball game and the pitcher comes in for two pitches and then gets a ground out and then gets taken out again and you have to sit there for six more minutes? First of all, there is no pace of play problem with Major League Baseball. Right. Second of all, it's three minutes, I believe, is the time limit on pitching changes. Okay. Um, third of all, I don't believe, like, in my heart of hearts and being as unbiased as I possibly can be, I don't think that this is actually going to speed up the game of baseball. Why not? Well, because I think that sometimes you bring a pitcher and he gets, like, fucking shelled and you'd want to take him out after like he just doesn't have it you know uh-huh. yeah and like you know it now you the first pitch. yeah or like he just walks the first guy and he's all over the place and you want to take him out now you can't yeah like, all of a sudden it's a tie ball game yeah because your pitcher sucks and you can't take him out um and then the game goes into extra innings like that only needs to happen one time. Mm-hmm. Like that a game that would have been over after nine goes to 15 innings for Gosh. it to completely erase any time that you're, you've saved in like for the entire season for one team right. in pitching yeah. changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that happens needs to happen once. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to ruin lots of people's seasons and careers. If now, how how deep into the bullpen are you actually going to go now that you got to go 15 innings? Right. You have position players pitching. Right. Yeah. And he's got to face three batters. And he has to face three batters. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got your backup catcher on the mound. He's got to face three fucking guys. Like, <laughs> Huh. Yeah, that's going to change some things. So I think that in the end of the day, like, it's a stupid rule change that's not going to, like, I think at the end of the season, somebody probably for the athletic is going to take the amount of time, like, ellipse, elapse during baseball games, and it's not going to be less time than now. Plus, they lose the commercial break that you get with the pitching change. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's beer money. Exactly. Yeah. Ha! All right. Cool. Well, we got through it. That wasn't too bad. Uh, Coronavirus has not taken us yet. But it's coming. But it's coming. It's coming for all of us. (laughs) Yeah. Super Tuesday going down underway oh yeah i was looking up the results of that we can do maybe we'll just do live tweets yeah super tuesday for our i see that yeah biden is winning in the south right now right as expected yeah Mm. but elizabeth warren's not doing well no she wasn't supposed to do well Oh, Maine. Oh, Biden's beating Sanders in Maine. That's a surprise. Oh, yeah. That's a big surprise. Not by much. Oh, he's beating. 
Sanders in Massachusetts, too. I guess that's not super surprising. Still New England, though. Yeah. yeah. Pretty conservative, though. Yeah. All right. And, well, but Sanders is beating Warren, which is... Yeah, Warren is not a factor, I think, anymore. Uh, anyway, is your is Illinois on Super Tuesday? No, we're, we're, we've still got a ways to go. I was kind of holding on to my vote till I saw what happened on... Well, we don't... Uh, March 17th is our primary. Right. So we got two more weeks. Literally, yeah, two weeks from today is when we vote. Uh, right. So I was kind of waiting to see what ha- happened. All right. All right. Well, well, just well, as long as Bloomberg doesn't win. Yeah, no, I don't like that guy. I know. I know yeah. you don't, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. But 2020, there's going to be a lot of politics going on. Yeah. As long as the Cubs just don't win the World Series again, I'll be happy. That's all I'm asking for. Right. Last you, time would, they were... you would, okay. Yeah. The Cubs don't win the World Series, but Donald Trump does win the election. Nah. Or I did the Cubs win the World Series for the next four years, but Trump Oof. does not become president. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I mean, I've got to go with the Cubs winning the World Series. But for four, four years in a row. Does, yeah. Also, you have to be the guy at the Cubs game, like in the Cubs face makeup that the camera always pans to. You're like that weird Jets fan that <laughs> goes to every game. You know but I mean? I'm not happy. I'm like miserable. <laughs> no, you have to act happy. Oh, I do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would do it. That would soul, so selling your soul to the devil sort of situation. Would you do it for the Yankees four years in a row? I mean, I'd like to say that I would, but I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> if it came down to it, maybe I would be okay with them winning the World Series for the next four years, but I'm right. not sure that I could be the number one cheerleader. <laughs> If we're being honest. Exactly. Yeah. I just be like, oh, dang, Donald Trump's the president again. (laughs) How'd that happen? I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Jump on the ump. Uh, Check us out on all your social media applications, including Apple, iTunes. Spotify and SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump and check out our Dump on the Ump Facebook page. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. When I come to